The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Professionals, we've got we've got Ali, our in- instigator and investigator. We've got Wasika, our occult expert. We've got Mick, our not field correspondent. <laughs> and uh, I'm about to rearrange the titles on the stream. Does anybody want to start with any announcements or talk about what they did on New Year's? I just need to say that that song. This is an admission here. That song was featured in season four of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, okay. And um, I'm a bit of a TV-obsessed lunatic, and Pretty Little Liars was a guilty pleasure for a long time. So the fact that I can be like, season four Pretty Little Liars, boom, know that song. A little embarrassing, but you know what? I'm going to own it. As you should. I don't think I've My ever guilty seen pleasure show. was The Vampire Diaries for the long Ooh, time. I do love The Vampire Diaries. Oh. So no, that was, so I'll admit to that one, shamefully, but proudly. Kenny versus Spenny. <laughs> My guilty pleasure. <laughs> totally not. Paranoid. You know, I just have to say that it was sad enough that we lost Betty White, but then Godwin Salinas too. I'm like, come on. The 2021 <laughs> ended with a, just like, a big old fizzle. Dude, it just dude, fizzled out. Fernandez dying. That was. Oh, that one too. I'm like. Why couldn't they take somebody like? Thank you, no, Bubsy. No, Betty White said, "I'm grabbing 2021 by the neck and taking this bitch down with." We've me. got, we've got Bubsy three thirty. That's that's what Betty White did, in my opinion. She like she wasn't taken out by 2021. She was just like, you know what, motherfucker? Mm-mm, we're I'm not doing this again. Yeah, I'm I grabbing you and I'm taking you with me, and we are just we're gonna end this bullshit. Yeah, yeah I so, think it's a warning though. Like, you should have left when we left. True story. Maybe. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend has been actually she got into the Golden Girls like a week and a half ago because she was looking for a new show, and yeah. I laughed at first because like Golden Girls, uh, but she decided because we weren't sure what to watch on New Year's Day. Or, uh, 
we started watching it, so we're like three episodes in. I'm kind of napping because I got to her place like super early. And like, yeah. that's when Leia put it in the chat. Because Leia told all of us. That's when I found Oh, I saw, I saw it like three minutes before Leia put it in the chat. And I was about to put it in the chat and she did. And I was like, oh, thank fuck. I didn't have to break the news. <laughs> so like, I'm looking at the Golden Girls while getting that announcement. That's, that's messed up. I seriously, I saw the announcement that she had passed away. And I was like, this is a joke. I straight up thought that it was a hoax, like just an internet hoax. And then it was confirmed by like four or five reputable news sources. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. It has to be a hoax because Betty White is immortal and she will live forever. But instead, you know what? She's having a goddamn party up wherever it is that people go when really they pass so away and they are the fucking bomb. What, what, what do we got, guys? What'd you say? I said I thought the queen would have died first. I don't know why. The who? The queen? The queen. They're both oh, the old queen. as shit. Um, I watched yeah, a documentary that said, like, the world is gonna have, like, uh, economic turmoil when the queen dies. I'm here, like, I don't oh. give a fuck when the queen dies. What? <laughs> like, they, aren't they more just like a, like a... They're ceremonial. They're not... They're Yeah, they're ceremonial. Like, they're, they're... like a poster, or like a, like a, like a, just a... Well, a thing to view yeah, and so and appreciate, but they don't actually uh, have any like governmental power. They, they they, so, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, as far as I know, they're like on a consultant basis, and even though they don't have any uh, necessarily like say in things, there's like a new prime minister who's actually the one in charge, who kind of parallels our president. They still yeah. get sort of hmm. not knighted, but like they they get like sworn in in the royal way like that's all that all still exists except cool, for, that person is yeah. still elected like uh churchill that happened to churchill and stuff so like but unless you're like vladimir putin who's made him i mean he's a dictator minister, and the president and the dick like he's done it all like, he's a dictator tot he uh he fought a bear i understand shirtless yeah. oh that's, he became a meme that's probably the only impressive thing he's been able to do I just like calling him a dictator thought. <laughs> I think he likes to Got take he. people out. So. <laughs> I do want to take a second. Any of our listeners who did join in on my birthday stream, I just want to say thank you very, very much. And I want to thank Frank specifically for doing a fuck ton of promo to get me a bunch of follows and viewers during my eight and a half hour stream. Um, it made it so much better. It made it amazing, and I am forever appreciative of your efforts, Frank. You're very welcome. I would. Uh, I always try to support everybody that I can in any way that I can. Uh, as far as I know, no one else. And there's no one else on our team that I could so easily support from behind a desk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. It's really cool. It was really fun, and uh, I, I watched the whole stream all eight hours plus. It's like almost nine. It was, a, it was a blast. I was like cleaning and I had it on in the background. It was, it was per perfect. It was great. It was uh, a lot of it was a lot of low stakes games. Oh, I guess the listeners don't know. I should t say this also. Um, Nick is on sabbatical. You won't see Nick for a month. Tonight is Leia's night off. So oh. no issues. If we're down two hosts from our party, that's why Nick is just taking a month sabbatical. And uh, we're kind of back to business because the last four episodes have all been party off the cuff. No agenda, all bullcrap. <laughs> things things were said that we're not proud of. 
Uh, and, uh, yeah, that holiday party was something else. I don't think anybody will remember. I, I remember it. I remember it. I, I wasn't, I was asleep. I wasn't there. We were, no, you just heard my voice trolling your voicemail yeah, every Yeah, we left like, a bunch hours. of voicemails. No, I felt so bad when I woke up because I was like, oh, I can't, like, get on the stream or I can't get on the recording with the guys. So, like, I'm just going to go to bed because, like, what the fuck else to do? So I just took some melatonin and just knocked out. And then I woke up and I had a bunch of missed calls and I was like, son of a bitch, I could have been there. The biggest mystery to come out of the holiday party is what happened to Ali's tequila. We still don't know. Just fucking My disappeared. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it, somebody drank it. That's what happened tequila, to it. The tequila is AFK. We don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, tonight's topic, what do we got, Wazzy? So we have um, the Devil Made Me Do It case. It We're going to be specifically focusing on Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. So this is basically his case. Um some very general facts about this case is that this is the first case or first known documented case that um, uses the spiritual world realm and um, evidence of demonic possession as an actual argument here. Question um, for you, Wazi. Yes. Since I have watched the episode of A Haunting from Discovery on this case specifically about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm obviously an expert. Yes. I mean, yes, you are. Of course you are. Um, we don't know. How far back are you going on the case? Are you going to just talk about Arnie's, uh, the the specific case that he was involved in that got it, that resulted in? Yeah. So I am going to touch base on how he resulted, okay. it resulted in what he ended up doing. Um, we're so I'm just going to give a quick overview of what we're going to talk about. That way, it's a little bit easier structure wise. Um, we're going to go over where it took place, um, specific important dates, who Arnie is, um, or who really the main characters of the story is um, are, I should say, and then as well as. Um, some of the highlights of the case as well as some of the highlights of the possession itself with Arnie and with um, another uh, relative involved. So this is called the devil. Is his name actually Arnie? Arnie, yes. So A R N. That's his real. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so this takes place in Brookfield, Connecticut. Um, this is around the 1980s, a very, you know, easygoing time. You're coming out of the nuclear age. Oh, and Francis is weird. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to go grab a LaCroix. I'll be right back. You can keep on going. Oh, no, you're good. Um, and so a lot of this is just like a pretty easygoing neighborhood, at least as it starts out. Um, there is a case. Uh, Arnie supposedly um, stabs his landlord, Alan Bono, who's 40 years old at the time, with a five-inch um, pocket knife. Stabbed him in the chest and the stomach multiple times. Um, and at the time, he was 19 years old. And pretty much this case was an open and shut case in terms of like, it just looked like they had a really bad argument um, in regards to Arnie's fiance, Debbie Glatzel. Um, and this happened, or this happened around 6.30 p.m. on February 16th, 1981. This is the day that Bono lost his life, as I was just telling our lovely viewers here. And um, 
he was only arrested an hour later after the whole ordeal. So, you know, they're just like, yeah, the dude, this was a crime of passion. This dude is just crazy. He got really violent with it. That's it. Um, but Arnie claims that the devil made him do it or more so the fact that he's possessed and he he wasn't in his mind necessarily when he committed this act um during some other uh main characters that come into this is debbie glatzel who is arnie johnson's fiance at the time um debbie glatzel's little brother 11 year old kid brother as well as martin mirella who is the lawyer of arnie johnson and ed and lorraine warren demonologist as well as investigators of the paranormal <clears throat> um oh by the way i've used new york times like the actual archive from 1981 as well as like two other websites they basically were all the same information i'm i'm just concising putting them into a little bit more of a compiling that info into something <laughs> digestible or paraphrasing you know something compiling frank compiling sounds better <laughs> all right wait did you say that the laura was also paranormal investigator she was. She's a, she's a demonologist, psychic, and paranormal investigator. Okay, I have a question. Wow, she's so talented. Yeah. Has it been proven that Ed and Lorraine Warren were full of shit? So, we, there is a little bit of controversy with that, especially with this specific story, because they did have a lot of people sort of questioning their credibility um after arnie was arrested during this time because because lorraine was like oh he was a hundred percent possessed right right and, and she took advantage of that publicity you know they published a couple memoirs and other works as well as like i think a documentary at the time um that but it's been known that in other cases they've also screwed over the people they, yes. they i feel like i feel like they a hundred percent could have been legitimate but I think that a lot of the questioning of their authenticity uh, came in when they tried to take advantage of situations. And I'm going to write a book about this or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do these interviews. I'm going to make thousands upon thousands of dollars and take advantage of these situations. So I don't know 100% one way or the other whether they're authentic or not i just i've heard both sides where oh they're 100 percent authentic they are truly like psychics and demonologists and then the other side of it where they're full of shit and they're just taking advantage of people okay so oh. can we have a scale of one to ten with ten being the most actual psychic like uh uh nostradamus and then like one being like not psychic at all like lady cleo can we can we make a scale where would she fall on that scale do you guys think Five? You think Lorraine Warren's a five? Wazi, what do you think? Um, I Because I am more cynical, I would say seven and a half, but I wouldn't go less or more than that. Allie, how do you, how do you feel? Where, where does she fall on the scale between one to ten? I honestly feel like she might have... Have you guys ever heard of Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium? Yes. I have not. Okay, I feel like she could have psychic powers, but she also did a lot of research you know when you I, say feel, I feel like, like any time that somebody uses whether they have an ability or not anytime they use it like they capitalize on it to make yes. a ton of money they lose credibility in my book 
because if you think about it, a lot of like those ghost shows slash psychic shows, they say stuff like it's just cold reading. Who's the woman in your life who died? And it's like that could be anybody. That could have been your well. Teacher. No, it's it, there's so, a like, science behind cold reading people. Yes, you. Can, I mean, you can go into it if you'd like, Mick. I, it, it, it's you. I mean, you can Google it. I don't. I don't have. I don't have like the Wikipedia page up right now to to talk about it. But cold reading, where you throw out a bu- bunch of possibilities, mm-hmm. um, and you're like, oh, I feel like you have a, a female relative, and you and you just throw out questions until you see a micro expression from the person right. that is like, oh yes, that's what it is. And you're like, boom, their name starts with J. It's a it's a very easy game of observing physical and verbal indicators, so body language, verbal inflections. It's it's literally a psychological game. Of- so so all of those TV shows that were popular, I think in the aughts, maybe, where it was a psychic medium who mm-hmm. had an audience, and he was like, "I'm feeling somebody who has a relative that their name starts with M. They're coming through right now." They would, they would, they, one, they would have people in the control room. They'd pull the lines outside of the people waiting to come in, and they would eavesdrop on people talking about what they wanted to hear, I and they would take notes on that. Yeah. And they had an earpiece in their ear. Where they were saying like, okay, person in row three, seat five, they're looking for a female relative that starts with M. And they would they'd throw that out there and then they would hone in on that and they would cold read them. And they would just throw out options until the person... Until they got... The person got the result they were looking for. So it was, it was all bullshit. I know one case that there have been like famously questioned for was of a family who moved into a former funeral home okay and the family had like one of their kids had cancer and only the dad worked like it was one of those situations where they found the cheapest place they could rent you know and ed and lorraine warren went in and they wrote a book about it and the family got like nothing. And even like the family members have spoken out and said, oh yeah, that never really happened. Yeah, I think, I personally think Ed and Lorraine Warren were full of shit. Personally. Well, I, I, see, think- I was going to say, if you can, take us back into the topic though. <laughs> we, we, we went off. I'm sorry. That was my, that was my bad oh. because I just wanted to call out Ed and Lorraine Warren for potentially being... Well, it's actually good that you did because we are going to briefly talk about that, too, because they did. um, This is a much more uh, a more prominent case in terms of like them substantially at least liquidating or profiting off of a story or at least having more more indicators that they did actually do that. Um, So that does technically go into the story. So you're good. Don't apologize for that. Um, So the. The lawyer that Arnie Johnson ends up hiring, his name is Martin Morella or Maria. I don't know how to say his name, his last name. We're going to call him Martin because, you know. So Martin says, you know, courts have dealt with the existence of God. So if that is the case, they will now deal with the existence of the devil. And so when they go more into this, you know, he challenged that if we are swearing to tell the truth and nothing but the truth with the Bible and you're using that as a way of like saying upholding the truth, then the same thing would apply 
saying that obviously the devil exists and if the devil made you do it and you're swearing on this, this has to have some substance. Um, obviously that did not hold up in court. Um, but before we go into that, we're going to talk about more of the backstory of how Arnie got possessed or so he says. So there is an 11 year old kid brother of his fiance, Debbie Glatzel. And he was the one that was initially showing these symptoms. He was uh, talking about night terrors. He was talking about his bed shaking. He was talking about him being tossed around like a rag doll with no idea of who it is or what it is. Um, he would have visions of a man with black eyes, thin face with animal features, jagged teeth, pointy ears, hooves, horns, and the like. And then eventually those night terrors then turned into daytime terrors as well, where he started reporting sightings as well as visions um, of an old man with a white beard and a flannel and old jeans who supposedly was like coming to him and just like just terrorizing him. Around October 1980, I believe, you know, Glatzel and Johnson are trying to help him. And, and, and at first they don't believe him. They think, okay, you know what, this is a little child. He's just acting out. Eventually, at this point, when they start physically seeing the torture that he goes through, he says or he confronts the demon or whatever it is that's possessing the 11-year-old and says, leave my buddy alone. If you have anything to do with it, you can take it with me and attack me that, motherfucker guess right? what motherfucker and it did and it did and it did because that's the easiest way for you to invite a demon or really any spiritual being into your home is you like literally you as a vessel saying you can come to me and take me as your <gasps> vessel I feel like rule number one is like if you see somebody struggling with some sort of demonic nonsense is not to be like, hey, motherfucker, come at me, bro. Because they will, and they'll fuck you up. Guys, really quick, I forgot to mention this earlier, uh, but it's very relevant to what we're talking about. We haven't drawn a winner for M.R. Gorga's book, The Demonologist book. Oh. So, oh. The, first, the first viewer listener to interact with us, we're giving away that fucking ah. book to that person. I don't care who it is, as long as it's not one of us or somebody that we know. I was gonna be like, let me type in chat. I want the book. Yeah, anybody, anybody that's that says hello, asks a question, calls in, they will win this book. Go ahead, guys. Sorry, had to put nice. that in there. High stakes, man. High stakes. Super high stakes. Everybody, race to the chat. Race to the chat. We have three whole, three, two, two, three listeners right now. Race to the chat. We got so we got three on Twitch, but we got four on YouTube. Oh, okay. I I was just three, monitoring Twitch because that's that's my medium. Uh, four, I'm monitoring four on Daily Motion. We've got we've got a few platforms that we do. So like, there's a, even some on Facebook. I don't even know how many are on Facebook, if any. Somebody interact with our thing. Win a book. It's a good book. I promise you. For what's his face? You can tell, uh, trade for alcohol. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I never said it was a good idea, but it's. <laughs> Possible. Probable. Wazzy, right. sorry. Yes. Sorry, I derailed us. That was my my fault that time. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I'm just. There I am. Okay. Awesome. We uh, like being derailed here on this podcast. 
I of all people am the one that always derails people. So I, this is a classic thing. I'm, I don't mind it at all. It's all good. Um, let's see. So they, so obviously after that, you know, the 11 year old brother was no longer showing any signs, any symptoms of being possessed or being, or having these night terrors. And all of a sudden it just completely stopped. But what the speculation was during the time when they were gathering evidence is that there was a well that the Warrens were investigating at this time around the same area neighborhood that um, this happened in. And supposedly Arnie also was around this wall or this well curious as well. And supposedly at the time that he was exploring this well, there was a demon that was basically like hiding in that well, saw him, possessed him, and from there on he was possessed so we fast forward to alan bono who basically runs a kennel so deals with dogs and they're like friends uh arnie works for a tree surgeon so he kind of like sometimes will even call out from work just to hang out with bono so they're very tight-knit there's no reason really for them to like have that type of argument as they did um which is another thing that Arnie kept uh, exclaiming, especially when he realized what he had done. He's like, I didn't do this. Like, it wasn't me. I, something came over me. Like, I have no reason for Bono, for me to be jealous of Bono or get into a fight about my fiance with him, so on and so forth. Um, obviously, that was not the case. The court did not believe that at all with um, Ed and Lorraine Warren even on their side. They even, Martin even wanted to subpoena the priests that came for the exorcisms throughout for um, Debbie Glatzel's uh, kid brother as well as for some of uh, Johnson's exorcisms as well. Um, and he basically had all these like plans ready in order to make sure that this was something that would hold up only for like the court to be like, no, nah, this is bullshit. Like, we're not going to fucking take this. So eventually he was sentenced on November 24th, 1981 to first degree of manslaughter. He was served 10 to 20 years in terms of, well, that was a sentence. He only served five years and he was still, he was engaged and married to Debbie Glatzel, even while behind bars um, to this day, at least from what it's known. They're still together. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren did actually um, not only publish a book on this, they published like a memoir as well as they published like um, a series or a documentary, like a show before The Conjuring 3 came out or for it to be um, a part of it. Arnie was not happy about it when uh, spoken to Ed and Lorraine about the whole situation, they were like, yeah, this does have substance, but obviously there are reports saying that they've allegedly heard Lorraine Warren saying that they could profit also off of the misgivings of this family. So um, Arnie obviously did not have much of it, but there wasn't really much they could do, similar to what Ali was saying with like a previous story. Um, the family really didn't see much of the proceeds. They didn't see much of even like the credits towards them. It was just more so like, what the fuck? You took our story and you liquidated that into something for your own profession. Wanna fight about it? 
Yeah. I can play that louder. They'll want to fight about it, drop. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> fight about it? This was, oh no, on God, that's me every day now. Um, This was, fun fact, this was the first murder in 193 years of that town at that time. Um, Brookfield, probably, Connecticut, I believe. Brookfield, Connecticut. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, um, some other fun facts, well, not really other fun facts, but like mainly just the thing about it is the fact that um, it's so interesting, or at least in my head, it's interesting how politically we've come from an era where we said separation of church and state and only for that for us to see that in our court systems today. But then for you to also see something like this for at, at a time as well around the 1980s when it was reputably a lot more easier for you to be more conservative, at least religiously at that time. And for you to not, like, it's just ironic to be able to see that like, okay, the devil made me do it, I'm possessed. And that have not any substance compared to ironically everything and all the policies that we've implemented to keep that separated and not have that kind of cloud over. Um, but yeah, that's really the main highlights of the story of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson in the Devil Made Me Do It case. We really don't have much time in terms of like getting into all the details, but that is mainly the highlights of it. And um, as I far as I'm aware, I think he's still alive. He is, I believe. Yeah. I will say that if you wanted <laughs> um, the the first-hand account of the uh, brother's demonic possession story, um, if you have a Discovery Plus membership, if you search A Haunting and look up Season 2, Episode 6, Where Demons Dwell, of A Haunting on Discovery, it goes. It tells the story from Arnie and... Is it Deborah? Uh, Debbie. Debbie? De yeah, I think... Yeah, she goes. Yeah, Arnie and Debbie's uh, point of view um, from from it's their recollection of her brother's possession and Arnie's confrontation with the demon, as well as his uh, interaction with the demon at the well and how he got introduced into demonic possession. So it doesn't tell the full story. It focuses mostly on the brother's possession and his his interaction with this demon, supposed demon. Um, but it's a good episode of TV. I mean, it's got dramatic reenactments. It's got first-hand accounts, all that nonsense. I would also say um, the, I mean, the movie Conjuring 3 was definitely based. Oh, 100% based off of it. It, it was fiction, but it's definitely based off of this specific case. What I think they really do a good job of in terms of uh, like cinematography, at least, is like telling the perspective of the brother's side in, in terms of like you actually getting an idea of what he went through um, with that possession. And that kind of sets the tone as to how Arnie got possessed. So if there is more of like a visual representation that you're looking for to The Conjuring 3, at least the beginning parts of it does allude to that as well i would say for this topic watch your shitty discovery channel mockumentary and then watch the conjuring three and then read like whatever you google about it because it's it's a very fascinating story overall i think um and it has a lot of it has a lot of layers um 
with regards to demonic possession and then like the legal implications of it because this is the first case where somebody was like hey i was possessed yo it wasn't me that did this even though it was 100 percent me that did this i wonder how that is when you take the stand if you get uh you know if you go to court so yeah it wasn't me <laughs> Even though it was a hundred percent me, it wasn't actually me. It, it wasn't me. I can I can easily see why the judge was like, "That's a bullshit defense, and you don't get to use it." What do you think would be like the most embarrassing crime that you could blame on a demon? The most embarrassing thing that you would be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that wasn't me. That was the demon." Uh, streaking. Burning water. Burning water. Burning water. Burn not water. me. I've never burned water. Thankfully, I know how to not burn water. But how I'm the just... hell do you burn water? I'm just saying, like, if you are able to do that, you could just blame that on the fucking. I feel like the court would be like, "That's so fucking ridiculous that we're gonna go, we're gonna allow demonic possession on that one." Wazzy, Wazzy, why? They're just gonna fucking overturn that shit. Wazzy, I why? I mean, burning white water is kind of like boiling. It's not a crime though. <laughs> it. Hey, you don't know the implications of it. You know, burning water in the right situation is a crime. <laughs> Could be easily a crime. I accidentally fell on somebody afterwards, or worse, I got possessed and I was like, and I just threw it at somebody's faces and I was like, no, 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 no. That would be pretty No, bad. no, no. That was my boy Belial in the back. That was not me. Okay, what do you guys think would be more believable now in court? The devil made me do it, or I was tripping on the acid. I was I was tripping like balls, you guys. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Ten out of ten drug use is more believable. Come on, that's the drug use is think. always more believable than demonic possession. I'm not saying that demonic possession doesn't happen. Like I firmly believe that it does happen. Okay. Oh, yeah, I firmly believe possessions do happen. Absolutely. Yeah, like. Like, without a doubt, I think that demonic possessions 100% happen. I just think that if you get caught and the demon isn't smart enough to get you out of it, you're well, fucked. That's the problem. Well, per MR Gorga, it happens over time. And it starts with small things in your demeanor, your mood, your attitude, and what you yeah. say and what you do. And I'm just afraid that if I knew somebody who was getting possessed slowly because those demons play the long game... I may not notice. Like, what happens if somebody's mood just changes slowly, little by little? You'll just yeah. learn to accept their new mood. You know, and, yeah, that, and, and that person's that's, fucked. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how the conditioning works. The demon is going to first start playing mind games with you internally. And slowly but surely, you, things are going to start happening. Or certain specific um, trivial incidents will happen that you're like, how did this happen? But then, you know, certain things are just like, eh. Uh, I like how uh, your voice went up like three octaves. You're like, how did this happen? How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that's, that's called the denial voice. Wazi's denial voice. If that's you hear not, that, you know that name. she is she is fucking in denial. Like, what would happen I if like that voice before when I suspected somebody getting possessed? I was like, how did this happen? All right, <laughs> I was to ask something. You brought and it I remember up on the just story. standing there going, my God, I'm oh, no. someone possessed. This is lovely. In the story, you said that a demon can occupy a whale, but why? A whale? They what? A, a well, like a whale on oh, the ground. Oh, a well. Oh, a well. Oh, a well. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said a whale, well, and I was like, I mean, it's a living being. Why not? <laughs> like, what would bring it to possess that? Or why would it be? Like, it would. I yeah, so. So in this story, 
the well that the demon was that that was the demon's home base was supposedly a portal. Okay, that makes sense. That the uh, demon yes. was able to access this plane of existence from. Mm -hmm. Okay, that water, makes a lot more sense. Water acts as a conduit for yes. demons and specifically for many spiritual beings, but it's a lot easier for demons to kind of cross over to the physical plane and the physical realm well, through water and back Do they then, need well, water, though? Because can't mirrors be like those same kind of portal things? Mirrors too? can be portals, too. Correct. Well, could infinity it... mirrors are portals. So compared to what people tell you, those are portals. Can demons suddenly manifest? Isn't yes. it, isn't it a weaker demon that needs the water or needs the mirror to manifest? Uh, You're a fucking soft cock. Demon. Not you just wanted to use that drop. <laughs> that needs water. <laughs> Not necessarily. It depends on multiple factors. The thing is about demons is that like mentioned multiple times, they have the power to scare you and to fuck with you. They do not have the power to physically do anything to you or around you unless A, you have given them permission to your body, you have given them permission to your house, Possess me, or you daddy. have opened a door knowingly or unknowingly. And this does happen gradually. So that's that's like fucking with Ouija boards can open yes. can open a portal. So if you don't properly close after you do a Ouija board ritual ceremony whatever you want to call it you're gonna have whatever thing that you invited through that portal still stay there because you did not properly close it um another thing is like with the stone tape theory when you have emotionally substantial emotionally charged events that kind of stays and then when that frequency comes obviously it reactivates you hear displaced noise or you hear that emotional charge come from that once that frequency is matched same things with mirrors and water, as well as just your your home itself. Your home in many cultures and in many forms of like witchcraft practices is believed to be a living, breathing entity. So when you are leaving the house, you say goodbye house, or you can say whatever you want, but like that's just an example. Same thing, being in your house and being consumed in darkness or allowing that darkness to come allows your house to also be possessed as well in a way. And same thing with mirrors. If you're in front of a mirror, and let's say this mirror is like right in the wall, you and your other significant other are fighting in front of it, and it's emotionally charged. Eventually, that's it, and you keep fighting in front of that mirror. Eventually, years on end, even after you die, that energy is going to be there. Now, if something negative latches onto that energy, that becomes a portal for it to come through if it wants to because that's an open door. Anything is an open door. Your psychological state could be an open door. Your darkness could be an open door. You playing with simply tarot cards could also be an open door. Doing any sort of occult can be an open door. You just have to understand that these are your intentions and demons are very good at that. The only thing that really makes the difference here is what are their powers? What are they here to do? Um, how powerful are they once they are given that power and um what else are they going to return once they are done with what they have to do and most of the times the answer to that third question is no they gain that power they're going to come back for more either from that same source or from a different source close to it i have to say frank's face has been a journey through Waz's <laughs> explanation <laughs> sorry i'm really expressive i'm a bad liar because if you if I talk to you 
my facial expressions are, are like so expressive subconsciously. Like if I'm telling you a lie, you'll know. Everyone knows. My girlfriend, my parents. Uh, okay, we've got somebody who's got a Russian name that's spamming us that says, "Okay, so who would like to talk more about some demons?" <laughs> We got about. Um, okay, so I do have a question, Wazi. Yeah. Um, What's up? You know how in movies, mm-hmm. the goal is for a demon to take somebody's body. I mean, well, pretty much soul slash body. Real life too. And they do all these um, exorcisms to get them out. Just say, like, theoretically speaking, what would happen if a person wasn't able to be exorcised? In the very, well, when you say if a person's not able to be exercised, I find that a little ambiguous. If the, if the demon or whatever being is possessing the body is reluctant to leave, um, mm-hmm. usually in that case, that means that something is gravely latching on to that person. Meaning that this is not something that just came out of the blue. Most of the times in cases like that, if something refuses to leave, even after doing multiple cleansings, even after doing multiple exorcisms, even you bringing in uh, different practices from different religions to break that away, if you see that that is not working, usually that means that's something innate, meaning that that's something that they've, either the demon has been able to give them control and let them succumb to it. Or if they've just are in a position where they are in, they're unable to let go of that, whether that's because of the family environment, the home environment, or themselves. And in that case, a lot of times, um, there has been cases where it assimilates within you, it integrates into you, and you just kind of have that darkness. And it's not like a demon anymore, but it just becomes a part of your psyche. And the trauma of it more so will fuck with you and change you than the demon possessing you itself so at the end of it all if you were not able to get exercise and it's still stuck with you either you live with that and you're cognizant of that and or it consumes you alive to the point where people think you are crazy mr gorga also said you don't die like the movie well so there's a possibility you so mr gorga said the demons generally have two goals they feed and want your suffering and the suffering of the people around you. That's the goal. That's what they want. But once you get to a point where you can no longer provide that, their goal is your death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh. it. Yeah. Oh, that is that is correct. So, like, soul contracts, for example, like, people think that, like, a demon can come and, like, kill you because you summoned them and you didn't pay the price of whatever it is that you paid because it's your soul. That's one of one example. Another example of like a soul contract with that would just be like you invite them to do something similar to what Frank said, like you invite them to do a spell. You can invite them to do something for you for your bidding. Um, And if it turns out either something went wrong in that spell while conjuring them up there or you yourself were unable to fulfill the deal and the contract that you put with the demon, then the demon if it's within the terms that you've agreed with, or not even, depending on the ambiguity, I can't speak, ambiguity. 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 Of, ambiguity of the words that you've used in your incantation, you're gonna just straight up be that demon's helper for the rest of your life. You are done. You are absolutely done. And if you are still alive after that point, then your entire lifetime 
is going to be one of misery or of one that that demon is a representative of. So if you conjured a lust demon, you did not do what you did and you did not die, most likely a you will demon? have problems with your lust or your sexual mm -hmm. lust. What's a lust demon? Dem lust demons, yo. Dem lust demons. Why, Frank? You, you feeling a little spicy? I think I'm possessed by one right now. Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> Sucio. Guys, look at his candles. Both of his candles. Look at him as he says that. I'm kidding, Them guys. flickering candles. I thought it'd be something that the listeners would want to hear about. I have a guess to what it is. I'm guessing you just make a deal. You're like, man, I'd really like to X, Y, Z. So uh, let's let's make a contract, right? Is, is that it? Is that it? Is that how that works? Walk through my door, come over for a spell, and then you don't leave. I mean, yeah. demons so sound Frank, like a bad dinner guest. Let me give you the steps. So what you gotta do, all right? And hear me out. Here. Should, should we be publishing well, this I on the interwebs? Some, I gotta, gotta, some you gotta listen. Make sure you have some sort of notes here. Yeah, it's all recorded, my, I guess. I, I'll just listen to here. it later. So what you gotta do? You get you get some salt. Make a circle around you to conjure <laughs> said demon. Okay. But you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta make sure it's what you're wearing that that invites them in, okay? You gotta get the lingerie, the trench coat, the boots. If not, you can do the. I got some then. boots. Dem the the kimono. The I got kimono. A kimono. And what you gotta do when you stand in, in in the in the circle? I feel so bad for anybody that's listening to this, not even seeing the live stream anymore. What about a one circle? Boot? You gotta open up your kimono and be like, "Hey, Belial." <laughs> Tengo chingo de miedo, wey, no mames. Wow. It's, uh, I mean, if... And, and if you get an erection, you know that it worked. I don't know Selling about that my, getting I'd possessed, be a virgin. Getting possessed for simply an erection is the payoff? Is that what we're... Oh, just man. an erection. That's, that's the payoff. You got, you've been Would demonically you possessed just... For a boner. Fuck me. That's... I mean, I mean, there's other things you could do if you really wanted more than a boner. But what if I wanted a demon to eat my ass? Would he do that and then possess me, or possess me while that's going on, Wazzy? You probably could just you request a demon to do that, and they would just do it for pleasure. And you gotta flash your ass, be like, "This is the entryway. This is your portal. This is." <laughs> that sounds dangerous, honestly. Not gonna like. <laughs> Truly the finest content on the interwebular stratosphere. Hey, Frank, you got to use the drop. I know. I <laughs> don't think I'd ever use that fucking drop, and here we are. I mean, I feel like that would take that, tear that ass up, literally. Like, <laughs> oh literally. You just say, you just go, tear that ass up. Next hey, thing you that's know. Exactly. Just have a demonic the voice. The salt circle is no longer a salt circle. It's a blood circle. Let me tell that you should Guess you should what, do the, the fantastic content drop again. Truly the finest content on the interwebular stratosphere. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're fucking winning today. Uh, oh, this is good content, y'all. I'm waiting for the day we get cancelled so then we can make fun of it. So <laughs> I feel like we've already been cancelled. We were just too oblivious to notice. So uh, I, that's what made us more famous. Allie's gonna book us on a ghost tour. We're gonna talk about that after the meeting here or after the show and then nick wants to do a ghost hunt and i can't wait to go to the ghost hunt with Allie, so she could be like hey demons it's me your girl, <laughs> <laughs> it's, your girl. it's like a daily vlogger <laughs> it's your girl Allie. you know rosario and be like uh-uh my grandma gave me this you ain't touching me 
No, she's over here, like, doing the fucking stuff. Hey, girl, it's your girl again. She's holding up the rosary. <laughs> yep. Just here at the, the haunted house, y'all. She's got the, uh, she's got the that, that, that daily vlogger life, yo. She's got... You know that TikTok that says, Holy Spirit, activate... <laughs> she's got, uh, you've got, in one hand, you've got a Holy Santos candle you got from the dollar store. In the other hand, you've that got fancy. the selfie stick with... With the with the camera or with the with the phone on the end of it, so you're just like me. On the other hand, I'd be like, I got this, I got this night vision camera. I have this EVP <laughs> recorder. I like, I would just be like totally like decked out in the stupidest fucking ghost hunting shit. Oh, be no, like, I spent three hundred dollars on Amazon just to get decked out for this occasion. No, you pull the camera. You pull the you pull the camera closer to the to the candle itself. You're like, this is my EMF detector that I have invested. $500 and you will see. Yeah. Wazi, what are you showing up in? What's your attire for the ghost hunt? What what are what's the general theme here? What well, everybody the so Allie's going to have the vlogging phone selfie stick and the candle. You got Mick over and here that's going to have a picture I found last minute. She'll have a picture oh. of her Tia Susie over here on the in her arm <laughs> to watch over her and then Mick's going to have all of her expensive EMF equipment. What would you have? I can tell you what I'm, I I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like the ghost hunting shows on like Discovery Channel or Travel Channel. I'm just gonna be like, oh yeah, I totally invested in all this shit just for this one night because I am stupid. I would be the I'd other people on this tour are gonna be like, who the fuck? Well no, we're talking about the them? ghost hunt that Nick is doing. Quite oh, separately from you, Nick the is the ghost hunt. The ghost Nick hunt is arranging okay. a ghost hunt. I would just just for the ghost hunt and just for the knack of it, I would be that one girl that's it, like that one investigator that's in all the shows. It's like, oh my God, do you hear that? The, the fast camera. Oh my God, guys, guys. <laughs> oh, you, you'd, be, you'd be the one that hear, like you hear a fucking cricket and you're like, it's a ghost. I can tell that's, you what. Where are we going? This. I think I just heard a demonic Does crash. something just touch my ass? <laughs> that show. Yeah, yeah, something just Can grabbed my that? ass. Something just grabbed my ass. Something just grabbed my ass. Oh my god, I think something just touched me. Like, By the way, that happened yeah. multiple times on Ghost Adventures, Frank. Oh, the ass, yeah. the ass grabbing? Yeah, the ass grabbing happened multiple times. <laughs> because I fell asleep to Ghost Adventures and I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and Zach Bagans was going, somebody just grabbed my ass! And I was like, well, this is a different episode. Zach Bagans' ass is very, you know what? very popular. With it's very grabbable. Program. I think he's the one that sold his soul so the demon could eat his ass. <laughs> I think he sold his soul that he can have a BBL with a demon. That's what happened. I can tell you that if Nick shows up to the ghost hunt, based on what he's already done, this is not me making stories up, Nick would bring his two-year-old iPhone and he'd download uh, one of those, uh, what is it, one of the apps for the ghost hunting where you record electromagnetic phenomenon or whatever it is, EVP. Mm -hmm. uh, he would, oh, he, like a, a, fucking, a fucking voice recorder app, yeah. Yeah, that's how, he yeah. Would, that's how he would go to the ghost hunt. Me, I'm so brave and stupid. You guys would be like, Frank, it's after dark. You didn't bring a flashlight. I'm be like, what for? <laughs> the whole time he's just standing in front of. I the already have a headlamp. I, I am prepared. I would have a T-shirt that that's, that that I wear that it says I'm with stupid, and I would mm -hmm. always make the joke like, oh, it's the ghost next to me. But like, there's actually a ghost. That would be me on the show. Your ass would so get possessed. <laughs> And we would all just sit there looking at him the way Zach Bagans look at looks at fucking Aaron after getting possessed. Like, do you yeah, he'd just be down? like, you, we all just look at you like, really, bro? I, I would, I really? would like, I would mistake, Again. I would mistake my possession for just being sick. And Allie, since she's the only other Mexican person in the group, besides, well, Mick, you are too, but like, Allie's close to the culture. I'd be like, Allie, you got any Sprite? I got some bad gas, but really, it's unpossessed. 
fucking vapor rub that shit. You got some so vapor vapor rub. Put some Windex on that shit. Fix it up. I'll bring some Sprite too. I'll be like, uh-uh, no, my some, va- some Vapurub and Sprite and some fucking, some Goya, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Hispanic technically, but like I was raised by Polish and German people. So like, I don't qualify. Uh, I got a Hispanic last name, but I'm the whitest Hispanic person in the fucking universe. What do you think, what do you think Leia would, would come up, what, what would she show up to the ghost hunt with? <laughs> a cask of her asshole so that she, she could make chocolate for the ghost chocolate oh yeah she'd have the cast she's like all right today we're gonna cast a ghost's asshole and sell it she's yeah she, she'd bring a mold so she's like she's like i'm ready for it she's like i got i got this plaster here we gotta find a ghost asshole so i can just slap it no off. not even she's gonna bring the fucking chocolates off her own ass and then she's gonna just throw it at like whatever sounds coming she's like why don't you eat my fucking ass you know why, why you that, that, you know you know what you and wazi that is exactly yeah, yeah. what leah would do truly the finest content on the interwebular stratosphere Guys, that's the that's the drop of 2022 right there. <laughs> We're creating the best content the internet has to offer. All right, so we all know what we're showing up to the ghost hunt with. So, Nick is going to plan a ghost hunt. I'm excited. I suggested that he plans it in the fall or in the summer just because I like to have a lot of time to plan. But he was like, "Oh, I was thinking winter or spring." And I'm like, well, January. Winter sounds absolutely <laughs> terrible because we're we live in the fucking Midwest. Who the fuck wants to get stuck in a ghost house? Okay, what if we don't know if it's like ghost talking or the freaking wind? Like, does he not think about this? Also, I don't want to get stranded in a fucking haunted place with a bunch of ghosts, Dude. where it's like we have to huddle for warmth in this like little tiny hut where we're hunting ghosts, and the ghosts are gonna be like, "Bitch, you're cold." You know what's so funny mm-hmm. about Allie? Allie would totally be that person then. That would hear a sound. It could be anything. She'd be like, oh my god, I think I just heard the ghost. <laughs> Leave us alone! I it was it was literally like Frank it. ripping one. Yeah. I would just that sit there because we like, would all, right, all be huddled and it's Allie, like, I want to move. Allie would I come can't. near me. She's like, Frank, Frank, I think there's a ghost by you. It's very warm by you, Frank. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a ghost. <laughs> like, did you shart or was that a fart? I don't fart, guys. Come on. Come guys, on, guys. Feels, there's a sulfuric smell in the air. I think it's. Oh my god, I, I smell rotten, Frank. There's rotten smell that, by you. I, I don't fart. Is the same as people body. saying I don't sweat. I glisten. Oh, no, I sweat plenty, but I, I don't. I don't really pass gas. I really don't. I don't know who needs to hear that right now from our listeners, followers, or subscribers. I don't do that. Then next holiday party, right next get together, we're plying Frank with beans and seeing if it's true. You guys can do whatever you want. Not a single time at that holiday party did I do anything like that. And these two girls can attest to the fact that I was not farting at all during that holiday party. I don't know. I was sleeping. Well, I mean, we had plenty of Pizza Hut, so if it was going to happen, it was going to happen no, tonight. You, you if you had Taco <laughs> Bell, if you guys ordered Taco Bell, that would be the Leia, treat test. Leia got the triple threat treat box from Pizza Hut, and I'll tell you, if it was going to happen, it would have happened. I think Wazi was in the living room after yes. I fell asleep. Wazi can tell you if it happened or not. It did not happen. He Thank was you, knocked Wazi. out like a baby, just snoring. The edible got him. He was out. Oh, the edibles. I'm so jealous. I'm like, I went to bed early because I was like, I couldn't make it to the holiday party. I'm so fucking jealous. I, the rest of us, like Ali and Leia already knocked out at that point. Nick left, and then it was just Frank and I. And then Frank was just 
you know, just doing his thing. And then he knocked out. And I remember I was up to like five in the morning because I'm like, I'm just not able to sleep at this point. It was so and funny. Oh, poor Wazzy. Just like fucking just like fussing <laughs> around a hotel room. I think I literally was reading Pride and Prejudice in the moonlight like a fucking Victorian ass character. Just like, I can't see this. What's going on? I, uh, That's amazing. It was funny, too, because like you could tell Allie was tired because she kept asking every 10 minutes what the sleeping arrangements were. And she had like really dark eyes like a raccoon. She's like, I'm so tired. And like five minutes before we we're going to end the final show, she's like, what are the sleeping arrangements? And Leia's like, fine, go. And then she's like, all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, I almost went to sleep instead of being on the podcast. You know what? So you powered through. You powered through for a few episodes there. He powered through. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of her. If that's what happened, I will say that it was a good time with Allie. I will say that. Look, I, I appreciated what... all of the voicemails that I got. Wazzy, your oh. voice woke me up the next day, and. It was a beautiful thing to wake up to. I'm flattered that you think that my voice is that beautiful to wake up to. Got knowing knowing what I was saying, probably. I think it was just funny that Wazzy would be like, Hi, this is this is the late night legends podcast, but like the way you said I don't remember how you phrased it, but you were saying like you were the podcast entirely, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) My favorite part was my favorite part was Wazzy going, and we're not drunk. But we like, love you. It's a totally sober voicemail. That was got, a very Why is he doing that? Then Leia's over there like, bitch, how come you're not answering your phone? Bitch. I love you forever. Bitch. It, literally, I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck. I missed a bunch of calls. And I listened to my voicemail. And it was the first thing I listened to in the morning. And it was like the best wake up call because I was like, oh, and they love me. No, I, I love think, it. I don't think, <laughs> I mean, listen to the no, episode. that's what I'm I saying. Don't... Like we got super high off of the energy, just the energy. I think, yeah, I think oh. if anything, we got really like from just the camaraderie of being friends. I was singing. It was fun. But it... I have a, I have a clip of him singing. I still <laughs> have it. <laughs> that's going to have to be shared on our Twitter. Patreon. He does like a Patreon. whole like. He does like a whole like thing for a second as we're trying to we're we're trying to figure out the the song why why the fuck are you crying or the oh yep 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 yep, yep, yep. and then the parody <laughs> so you just see him with his microphone going why the fuck you crying I was, like, for, like, five I was singing for the whole last episode Leia's like oh play don't stop believing for the intro. And I was singing that, but I was making was up my own really? lyrics. Yeah. I was like, strangers, Nick sucks. <laughs> well, guys. I, I next year, next year I will be there and we are going to have a fucking blast. Or, I mean, this year. That's the one we're going to Oh, this year. Yeah, this year. Jeez, it's New Year's. That's the one where we're going to record, but you should definitely try to come out. Uh-oh, Ice Queen. You know what, Ice Queen? I got news for you. You're not eligible to win this book that I'm trying to give away. Good try, though. <laughs> Good I try. love you, Ice Queen. Hey, Leah. How's it going? I'm a fan of yours. We missed you. We missed the Ice Queen. Okay, she might have. She might have just. She she just popped in to be like, she "Fuck just, you guys, you're liars." Right. I'm just imagining. Right on I'm just imagining Leah's at work taking a poop, and she just leaves that one comment, says what she needs to say, and that's it. And she just oh, she on. left. Um. Just moves on. <laughs> Well, I'm going to bed. Since yeah, I let's close it up, guys. Don't. Yeah, don't let's go let's yet. let's let's end this. We we've derailed. We did yeah. it. We did a good job talking about uh, the case that Wazi uh, outlined for us. And I'm an expert because I watched a mockumentary on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> As you should. Okay. So, Allie, since you want to 
me first. Why don't you give us your closing thoughts first? Never let a demon try to eat your ass. You can yeah. say it. It's need, probably yeah. better. I need to hear you say it. Say it. No. If you do need to summon a demon, find another. What if I ask the demon to eat Mason's ass and he's not expecting it, Allie? I would love, Allie. If that happens, please, please. No, but you know, Let's like the chances of your significant other having better butt than you are low, but never zero. What's that mean? Does that mean you're checking out Mason's? All right. No, other people are. Moving on. Wazzy, what do you got for a closing thought? Don't let a demon eat your ass. Like I said, if you do, if you really need someone to eat your ass, find someone else. Don't sell your probably soul for the it. Probably the guy or the girl that you're with right now. They're probably not doing a good idea or a good job of it. Um, <clears throat> other than that, don't fuck with the Ouija board if you, again, just don't want to get your dick sucked by... Wait, if I fuck with a Ouija board, I will? I'm just saying you could. I'm going to draw a Ouija board right now. Okay, Ellie's leaving. (laughs) If you do that, we are not responsible. We will not be going to your stances. We will Uh, not be going to your exorcism. I will personally just laugh as the demon does his doing around you and just... I would post it on TikTok. I'd be like, "Here's Frank getting." Oh my god, it's a TikTok. It's a six six second clip. It's a six second TikTok clip. It becomes a it becomes a trend at this point. Mick, what do you got? What do you got for closing thought? Oh god, what up? I'm gonna go ahead. I've been watching friggin' paranormal shows all day. Don't burn a Ouija board, you crazy motherfuckers! Please don't burn a Ouija board. Don't burn a Ouija board. Don't don't challenge a demon because it's gonna fuck you up. Also, don't let a demon eat your ass. I think that's a good closing thought. I will say that uh, for more of the interwebulous stratosphere's finest content, please tune in next week. And uh, whose topic is it next week? Does anybody know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick, you're off. Allie? No, I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Let's see who's up to bat next week. Ice Queen it's says. Either Allie or Leah. Ice Queen says, I should have been on. I have so many thoughts. Me. Oh, it's Leia's topic next week. That's right. Leia's topic and mix off. So y'all mother, y'all tune in. Oh, I'm it. off? That's so weird. Now that I'm an actual host, I get weeks off. Everybody has a day off once a month. So. Wait, you're That's a so weird now? to me because I've just been popping on every episode. Allie, if you would have been around for the New Year's episode, yeah, Mick got promoted to host. What? Yep. Um. So with that said... Tune in next week. We'll see y'all next week. We love you. Try to try, Bye guys. try to get ahead of the demon and eat its ass first. No. Guess what? I feel like that's a bad choice too. That's challenging out. Look, you already invited it. You challenged it. And it hasn't even arrived yet. Like Yeah, eat that demon's you? ass. Eat that it's demon's gonna make, ass. It's gonna make you eat its hell lava molten ass. And you are gonna be in for a ride. Do you think it's got a multi-core? And it's not gonna be the riding that you're gonna be doing. I'm gonna take this off air. We spiraled out of control. Bye guys. We've lost control. Bye. Bye internet. Okay, we're off air.